Welcome back to 602 Row Show. Uh, this is the final episode of Michelle's season. This is our review from both a uh, entertainment and point standpoint. Uh, coming up a little bit later this week, we'll have night one picks for Clayton season. Uh, and linked at the end of this video is the full season preview for Clayton season. Uh, last thing we have left to do for Michelle, uh, we're going to do a full season kind of retrospective from a fantasy standpoint, uh, both for weekly and for season long, uh, beginning to end for Michelle's season. So we'll have that out uh, at, at some point. No no promises, but well, we're working on it. So we'll get it to you guys uh, as soon as possible here. Uh, here's your points reminder in the new format that I'm very fond of. I, I saw, it, uh, saw it on video for the first time. It looks much better than what we were using. Uh, so I actually just reached out today to see if we had any updated point categories for Clayton's season? Haven't heard back on that yet, but nice thing about this, it'll be easy to update. Yeah. Uh, we both took Nate. Uh, we both went chalk for our picks, uh, as we did down the stretch here. Uh, Megan, I know that's one thing that I plan to uh, to talk about in our retrospective is uh, what chalk got you in the last four, five, six matchups. Yeah. Uh, so, but as you guys... Uh, can see here we'll put up uh nate and brandon side by side chalk one out again yeah but like i was actually really surprised at how close it was um like so brandon came in at 102 and nate came in at 123 so yeah like it was chalk and yeah like there was a 21 point difference there but really like that 21 points is really just like the rose in the proposal right it is it is um, exactly the rose yeah. in the proposal yeah um, see, I did that without looking. How good is that? Um, but yeah, and so I, like again, I think it's super interesting because regardless of who you maybe want to win, um, you have to go with what where those points are going to be. And you'll see it up on the screen here, guys. Here's the full episode breakdown for both of these two. Uh, and the, really, the big thing that jumped out for me is we saw a significantly reduced level of self sabotage for Brandon. Yeah, he was all in. He was confident. He was like, no, this is happening. Uh, so not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but in speaking to his confidence, uh, one thing Ashley said live while we're watching the episode, uh, as soon as she looked at him, Ashley goes, oh, he knows. He knows already. Yeah. And yeah, it, it did seem to be correct. Uh, he saw in her eyes that it was over and... Uh, so we won't get too far ahead of ourselves there. We'll hit our, our... We will. Um, I did, I got a text message from uh, one of my friends who has been kind of like watching and playing along with us. And she texts me and she goes, Megan, I talked to you back in October and you told me that Nate was going to win. How did you know that? I was like, girl, spoilers. Come on, you got to do research. So for all of you out there who haven't been listening to our, to our uh, podcast here, Start listening. You know what we're talking about. All the way back, you know, two, three months ago. <laughs> it's it's way more fun to listen to us than to read blogs. Oh yeah, for sure. And we're way prettier. Fact. <laughs> uh, so we'll jump to our big three. Um, Megan, honestly, in advance here, 
because there's only two guys left, it's going to cover a lot of what I have. But we'll we'll run through the guys afterwards anyway. What was your uh, favorite thing from this episode? So, okay, I purposely tried not to make any of my big three things about the guys because of that reason. So we're probably going to have really different ones, which is great. Um, so my big, my big uh, plot positive for the episode, anything that I liked was I loved that ABC gave into peer pressure and made the entire audience mask up after they saw on Twitter that they were getting backlash for it. Hilarious. Loved it. Yeah, we were watching live West yeah. Coast. Uh, so everything, had like half of the show had already played out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, this show continues to just amaze me with the nonsense and the bullshit that goes on in all aspects of it. Yeah, like it was. Just I am. So- I am terrified that they're going to make Caitlin by herself the host of Bachelorette. That's what everyone thinks is going to happen. We'll find out. Uh, my favorite. Uh, I will preface this by saying that, like. I'm a guy that cheers for the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, Scarface, all in, all yeah. in the whole time. You know, I think feel like that's a pretty common one. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like the villains. I was yeah. a Jamie Lannister guy. Okay, who is the villain? Michelle. <laughs> My favorite thing was Michelle's duality, not only in this episode but in the whole season. You know, she yeah. was pitched and portrayed and given to us as this strong female lead who knew exactly what she wanted that wasn't going to put up with bullshit. And we saw a few times throughout the season where that slipped and it was almost always with Nate. Uh, So to watch her family tell her she was wrong and for her to say, I always believe my family. They've never led me astray. Yeah. And then the pick Nate anyway, I just, it felt like an origin story where Michelle is the villain and we got to see her fully grow from this bold, intelligent, direct, powerful woman to another basic bitch off the bachelor show. Yeah. Um, so I almost had that as my surprise that she like went against her entire family. Cause I think in the last episode we kind of talked about how, the previews for this episode made it seem like, like maybe there was editing happening, right? That was going to make it look worse than it was. No, it was just as bad as previews said it was going to be. Like it was a train wreck um, as far as Nate was concerned with her family. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like, so I haven't watched the season live. I plan to watch Clayton season live. And so I watched the episode after I kind of saw what happened and was reading some of the stuff. And obviously, uh, there's been a lot of posts since they've been able to come out um, of her and Nate out in public and everything. And I don't know, like, again, we've been talking a lot about the edit on the show, right? And I do think it's really interesting because Michelle's come out and said, like, no, like the edit that you guys got of Nate is very different than the Nate I experienced on the show. And so, like, I do wonder, one, what the rationale from a producer standpoint was for the edit that Nate got. Um, in relation to how they wanted to portray Michelle, um, you know, going back to like traditional values and going back to like the way that they want to portray women and portray this like love story. Um, but then also like, yeah, just like, I don't know. I don't know. They seem really happy, but. I mean, I'll, I'll 
throw in two pieces here since it doesn't really fit in our show anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, the first is that I don't buy it at all. I don't think it's long for this world. And the second is that ABC did a wonderful job burning their lead. Yeah. Um, it really felt like they knew they weren't going to get anything else out of Michelle and they decided to make her look as stupid as possible. Yeah. But then the Twitter universe didn't push back at all. Everyone still loves Nate and Michelle and it feels wrong. And I don't yeah, know if it's because they're they're both people of color and this is what we wanted or or what, but she ended up in my eyes looking really stupid. And I'll have it next for my negative, but like Nate doesn't come off looking good. No, neither of them do, and that's why like it's so fascinating. I think this is one of the first times that we've really seen like the editors really burn their their leads, right? Like the people that they're supposed to be touting as like this like perfect couple, like this love story. Like the editors trashed it um and they did that purposefully and like again like i would love to be in those meeting rooms to figure out like why that happened i mean obviously i have like hypotheses but man oh man yeah neither of them came out looking too good i cannot wait for the viewership numbers on clayton's season cannot wait because if they're terrible or amazing they tell the whole story they will they 100 well yeah uh, my negative, my least yeah. favorite from this episode, uh, I wrote down slimy Nate. Yeah. Uh, Nate spent almost this entire episode not answering direct questions. Uh, and Michelle even called it out on Twitter, like, oh, Nate, Nate's anecdotes are so hard to follow. It's like, yeah, because they don't make any fucking sense. Yeah. And she's like, oh, but he's 6'8", and I'm so in love. Like, okay, well, not like he didn't answer a single question. The edit, I get it. Right. We're yeah. not showing everything. But in the 40 minutes he was on my TV screen, he didn't answer a single question he was asked. No, which again is like exactly what we've been seeing from him. It's consistent with all the one on one time that he's got with Michelle. We've seen, right? Like we've been calling it out from the get go of like just how big he is, right? How like, again, he says the right thing. Like her mom pointed it out perfectly, right? Like that he says the right things, but they're not feeling it. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you could see in this episode where, yeah, he's saying the right things, but there is just like very little emotion behind it. So. Um, my negative was ABC attempting to make this episode festive um, and Christmas related. And when I saw a grown ass man dressed as elf eating candied spaghetti, I about lost it. Like, no, thank you, ABC. This is not why I'm tuning in. I wish there was a version like on, on Hulu, right? It doesn't have to be a live version, clearly, but just strip it all out. Give me the 40-ish minutes of content, and I'll just watch that. Yeah, like, I mean, I would love to see what the audience was seeing, because I'm sure it was fucking ridiculous, but I, yeah, I just, again, could not understand. I mean, I get that it was, like, the week before Christmas, but ABC did not have to, we didn't need that. What was uh, what was your surprise from this episode? So my surprise was Michelle telling both guys that she was in love with them. Yeah. So so for like a really long time, I feel like there was this this like unspoken rule, or maybe it was a spoken rule, right? Because we don't get like behind the scenes, like what our contestants told. But like I feel like there was at least like a uh, unspoken rule that 
as the the lead, you're not supposed to tell anyone that you're in love with them until that final ceremony, right? That like you could like hint at it, you kind of dance around it, but that like you weren't supposed to actually use those words. You weren't supposed to say, I'm in love with you until that final like ceremony. And so like it was supposed to like create the anxiety within the contestants and everything else. Like, and I don't, I mean, I think that, I guess I didn't watch the last three episodes of KDC since so I don't know if she did it, but that was new. Like, I can't remember, I can't remember if I've ever seen another lead telling both of their final two that they, that they love them, particularly before the ceremony. Yeah, it was, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh I believe she told him she loved him as she was sending him home. Yeah, both, both. Which made me really uncomfortable as well. But yeah, like I said, it, Michelle went all the way through it. She's she's the villain now. Yeah. Hey, what was your surprise? Uh, my surprise was Brandon's screen time and the way it was structured. Uh, Brandon got a lot of screen time. Yeah. And it was a bachelor edit. It was an edit for him to be the bachelor. Yeah. I don't know what happened in this season. And I won't take anything away from Clayton because he's driving to Arizona and posting freestyle raps on his Instagram story. So I'm all in on Clayton's season. But to see Brandon from really beginning to end yeah. get this development arc where he was you know, baby Brandon and everyone loves him to becoming like this fully fledged person in his own right to being destroyed and to have God, probably five minutes of him crying. Yeah. That's a bachelor edit. And comforting Michelle. It's a bachelor edit. It is. Like that's what surprised me. That's what surprised me is that, that whatever else they're doing. And like I said, I'm very excited for Clayton's season. Brandon got a bachelor edit. And so I'm, I'm curious to see what happens next with him. Cause I don't think, I don't think they're done with Brandon. Yeah. I don't think they are either, but I guess we'll find out. Okay. Um, so I know that you talked a little bit already about your thoughts on Michelle. Anything else on her, like the general episode? Um, I didn't have a whole lot. Uh, the big, the big pivot point for me was when she spoke, so highly about how she values her family's opinion and then just threw it away. Yeah. But that's really all I had on her. Yeah. Um, again, I like Michelle's family. Like her dad was so nervous and cute when he was like about to ask Brandon his, his questions, his big questions. You could tell him like geared up. It was so cute. Um, I don't know. Again, this is my own like, my own bias against The Bachelor, but, like, I love how they tout this, like, I have to have this engagement, right? And then, one, like, very few of these relationships actually end up, like, in an in a actual wedding. But even when they do end up in a wedding, they are years down the road. And so the fact that it's, like, is he ready for an engagement is, like, who the fuck cares? Like, it's a ring that you're, it's, like, basically a promise ring at this point. Um, and then, like, after the show is when you actually, like, See if you like this person. Anyway, um. Oh, and then I, again, like, we know from 
history that the first person out of a limo is going to be the one to get sent home. I cannot, as Caitlin and Deisha, I could not imagine how they kept it together when he walked up to them <laughs> because he was so like all in and they just like straight face. Like I watched them hardcore and like there was no giveaway. And they had to have known. Yeah. Like they had to have known. Like, oof, oof. Okay. There's a moment Brandon walks back up to where the car is parked. I didn't go back. I meant to go back and watch it. We didn't. I swear to God, he threw the ring box into the forest. It, it looks like he like punches the air or something. And we're sitting here watching it live. I go, did he just throw the ring? I think Twitter thought that he did too. Like there are a couple of memes about it. It's um, like I just can picture Neil Lane with his pants rolled up, like digging around in the in the forest. I also couldn't figure out if he and Nate picked out the same ring for her because of like just like the angle of the way that it was hold, that it was being held. It was either Brandon's was either pear shape or it was the circle cut or the oval cut. Ashley said that one was a uh, one was the cushion set. Okay. And one didn't have the cushion set, but it was the same exact ring otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Which either says that they both know her really, really well, which doesn't seem likely, or they're both just real simple and Neil Lane brought too many rings. <laughs> I mean, Neil Lane brings the same rings every time, and they all look identical. Hey, you know, a free ring's a free ring. 100%. And you're, you know, able to keep it if you make that engagement last at least, at least a year so. So we'll drop Brandon in here next uh, just to follow our format. He's technically the elimination. Um, we've talked quite a bit about him. Do you have anything else you wanted to hit on, Brandon? Um, I love, I loved his swim trunk gift to Michelle's dad. Um, like, Nate came in at such a disadvantage to this family event, um, not only because Brandon had already met them once, but then they had also had Brandon go first then in, like, re-meeting the family. And then Nate comes in. Of course, they are two very different guys. And so, like, oof, like he was already not gonna do well. But yeah, I mean, like Michelle's family loves Brandon. Like he's gonna be invited to all of their holidays from now on. Like that—that's the joke that's being made here. Was that uh, yeah. Brandon's mom or uh, Michelle's mom looked hooked, and they're like, like Brandon's gonna be the pool boy. Oh yeah, like. Michelle is not getting rid of Brandon. Like, Brandon is coming to family gatherings. Like, he's on the Christmas card list. Oh, no question. No question. <laughs> he might be in the Christmas card picture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, up, like, in the clouds. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot else on Nate either. Like, so I was really struck by how disingenuine he seemed, how the edit showed him intentionally not answering questions uh the one thing that we did pick up on here is a tick that i didn't notice earlier but when he's lying he repeats things yeah like multiple times yeah. um it was very apparent because he spent this entire episode lying uh but I, i'd be curious to go back and see if he had done it earlier in when he's squaring off with some of the guys yeah, I mean, I I do think that even in this episode, like we got like a slightly different image of Nate. Like, this is the first time that he actually expressed any anxiety or worry. It was the first time he ever had to like confront the idea that he might not win uh, or might be going home like alone. Um, and so that was new and different for him. 
Um, I also like, again, I, this show is so interesting, right? Cause like when you go back to the basics of like what this show is supposed to be about, it's supposed to be about two people falling in love and then like getting married at the end of this. Like that's like the goal, right? And like, I do think like, as I was watching it again, like having already known the outcome, having already like seen some of like the blowback from it. I like, I couldn't help but be just really interested in the way that Nate was portraying their relationship and like the way that he approached it, which was very much that he's a hundred percent in, in this moment to this version of Michelle, right? That like, he is in it for like the here and now, like, yeah, like he wasn't really thinking about long-term because he probably wasn't going into it thinking like, I'm doing this for marriage. Like I'm doing this just to find someone that I really enjoy spending time with, right? And it's like that difference between like dating for fun versus like dating for marriage. It's like, are you going to like mold this person into like who you want them to be and like with the outcome that you want? Or are you going to like really have someone who is being truthful and honest about what they want and like who they are? And I do feel like to some extent, Nate was more of that latter, right? Like he was very much like, yeah, like I'm not going to fit the mold of the bachelor nation. I am like, I really enjoy this person. I really enjoy the moments that we have together right now. And I don't know what the future looks like, but I'm also here for what, what I feel right now. And like, there's some, there's a part of that that I really appreciate about him and about like what he was saying. Well, hey, you know, and being six, eight with a killer smile and what we can only assume is great dick game. Uh, it yeah. doesn't hurt. True. True. <laughs> that was uh, all I had from this episode. Megan, did you have anything else in recap? Uh, no. I mean, again, this is the first time in years that I have watched the finale. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the finale usually is one that falls off for us, too, because we already know what happens, and we just don't get around to it. Yeah. Like, I can just read it fine. But we do it for the viewers. Yeah. So, on that note, everyone, please like and subscribe. Uh, thank you for navigating Michelle's season with us. Uh, Clayton's preview is up. Uh, it'll be linked at the end of this video. Uh, we have one more thing to do for Michelle's season. We're going to go through and uh, do just a, a season-long and a week-by-week fantasy recap because this is a fantasy show. I know you don't come here for our opinions on The Bachelor. Uh, so we'll we'll recap the season and some picking strategy stuff uh, going into Clayton's season for you here. Uh, we'll have night one picks for Clayton's season up uh, ahead of that episode. Uh, and then the last thing that'll be coming before we fall back into our normal cadence will be season long picks and strategy for Clayton's season, uh, which will be after night one. Because if your season long league starts when there's 30 girls there, you're crazy. And we officially have um, a episode of the varsity varsity Oh, man. See, so uh, oh, we have a, a sister show. It's uh, Varsity Club 602. I wanted to say Bar- Varsity Blues, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> uh, where where we uh, talk about the Rose Bowl. So I'll, I'll link that. Those will be the two links at the end of this video. We'll do Clayton season preview and the uh, Rose Bowl preview. I'll link off of this one. So <laughs> click through, give those some views, like and subscribe. Uh, no, more of the same, but instead of us not knowing what we're talking about with bachelor it's us not knowing what we're talking about with college football yeah so we appreciate you guys 
thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for doing this with us, and uh, looking forward to seeing you all on season two of Six Hundred Two Roadshow. <laughs>